This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Because if you can tell me what your habits are, I can tell you what sort of a person you are. I can tell you what your future looks like. But like I always say, life is 10% what happens to you. It's 90% what you do about it. The people who are most effective in the workplace believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past. When people don't believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past, they begin to disengage. You're listening to The Circuit of Success, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve success in every facet of life, only on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Now, your host, Brett Gilliland. Welcome to the Circuit of Success podcast. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, and today we've got our first repeat guest, my friend Ben Newman. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. You know, because I'm a repeat, I'm going to make you answer some questions today. How about that? I like it. I like <laughs> it. But what we're here to do today, Ben is the uh, most listened to show uh, so far on the podcast, and so uh, I'm going to do, basically, when I started my professional career, I was 23 years old, so I'm releasing 23 shows. That'll be season one. And then I'm having the guest, which is you, Ben, is going to be a recap of those 23. So, so we're going to have some fun today. We're going to recap the guest. We're going to talk about things going on in Ben's life still and, uh, and all that kind of fun stuff. So you ready to rock? I am, always. All right, man. So on uh, February 6th, I released the Circuit of Success podcast. And I don't know if you remember this or not, but you made a comment about the University of Missouri basketball program and how you'd love to go down and speak to them. Nothing was going on at the time with the University of Missouri. We didn't know about the coaching changes. We didn't know anything going on. You didn't know that next Tuesday you'd be doing something. What are you doing? I'm going to be heading down to the University of Missouri to address Quanzo Martin, his new staff, and the brand new, fresh look Missouri Tigers. And so tell us about that, man. We talked about before we started recording the, the kind of that law of attraction, how it's hard to believe that people don't even buy into it. They don't think about it. Why is that? It's one of those things I constantly am asking of friends of mine, right? The, the blessing of the mentors and coaches, people who have achieved at a high level, the people that I'm learning from every single day. Like, why do people fight this law of attraction, right? So here we are, February 6th. We had no idea that this right. was going to happen, right? You and I are talking, what would big opportunities be? Where would you want to go? Who would you want to speak to? And I mentioned the Missouri basketball team because I grew up a Mizzou fan. I mean, my dad and I, we used to set up like an entire room to watch Missouri games. We'd like hang t-shirts on the walls and banners. And it was like this big to do at the house. And now I get to go do this. But what bad thing would have happened to me had this opportunity not happened, right? So all I did was put out to the world or answer a question for you. Here's something that I would love to do. Right. And I think when we, we take the brakes off and we allow ourselves to believe in ourselves, we then tap into our potential, which causes you to take action. And when you do the right things for people, opportunities arise. And that's how this all happened. Right. Yeah, I've got a guy uh, after this today, actually. His name is Chris Pan. He is uh, a guy that was he was a senior executive at McKinsey, you know, consultant. He was uh, Mark Zuckerberg's, uh, a hire of Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook, worked there for four years, which in Silicon Valley, that's a long time. He actually was then tapped on the shoulder by Mark Zuckerberg to teach him how to speak Chinese. And so Mark Zuckerberg learns Chinese from this guy and then goes out. So anyway, long story short, he's got this thing called My Intent Project, and it talks about what's your one word. 
and he talks about he's got a bracelet. You can do necklaces, whatever it may be. And so to your point, that one word is crucial for our success. So let's dive in. I mean, Greg Sassaccioli, um, he was a guest, well, probably the third or fourth guest on the show. And so again, for our listeners, we're just going to recap kind of my takeaways uh, for those and then get Ben's perspective on those takeaways as well. And uh, so when you hear that uh, from Greg Sassaccioli, he says, look, he would tell himself 10 years ago to stop worrying and to know the next 15 to 20 years would be the most productive years of our lives. And so I was reading a book today called Launch Your Dreams, and it talked about the average, uh, the average entrepreneur that's starting. You know what the average entrepreneur is today? Got to be in millennials. Right. So I thought the same thing. It's actually the average is age 40. So when you think about that, right, we're getting older, right? People you and waiting. I, they're waiting. People are waiting, number one. Mm. But I think two, number two is you got to go out and you got to build your following, right? You got to build your base. You got to build your knowledge and do all those things. So, but to your point, I would go back and tell the person, tell that Brett Gilliland years ago to stop worrying so much. When you hear that worry and take action, belief, all that stuff, what comes to mind for you? I think of another one of your guests who I've been blessed to have as a mentor in my life since 2008. And we'll probably, I'm sure you're going to have notes from him, but oh, John yeah. Gordon. And, you know, John has always said to me, Ben, what do faith and fear have in common? And it's a future that hasn't happened yet, right? So we have a choice. You can either have fear, right? We have a thought. We have a right. thought. We have a belief. You can either be fearful and take no action, or you can have faith. I believe I can do that. And if you believe in something, then it's going to cause you to take action. How many people are going to write down a vision? I want to go and do something big, right? And then all of a sudden have no excitement when they right. think of the big thing. Now, here's what happens, though. They have excitement when they think they can see themselves have vision of this big opportunity. Then they think of taking action. And I always say the hesitation, hesitation is the enemy of greatness. Hmm. So they believe in it. They feel great about it. Then they have the feeling, I'm going to take action. And then they have fear and they hesitate. Well, if you hesitate on the things you know you need to do to get that feeling way out into the future... How, how are you going to have a realistic expectation you're ever going to achieve it, right? So faith and fear, you can only have one. You can't have both. I like it. So then he talks about greatness comes by hard work. And so to your point, hesitation kind of stops greatness, but then that hard work. And so let's talk about that. Talk about the grit, the hard work, what it takes. Because so many people, I believe, you know, whether they're walking around the hallways or they want to sit and talk about the Cardinals and just think about how much time is wasted by just talking and on social media and all that stuff. How do you define a day? How do you stay positive? How do you stay focused to work hard every day? So I think it's got to be a connection to a purpose that's bigger than you, right? So whatever you see for that vision, what's the purpose that's going to cause you to take that action? So if we have vision, and then we want to have intentional purpose, that's going to cause you to go take the action. Right? So the purpose has to be big enough. So a question I have for everybody listening, for those that have had the opportunity to listen to all these unbelievable guests, and I keep telling you, this is unbelievable. This is like the podcast going on right now that people have not heard of yet. Like I, I want everybody like to share with your friends, like how unbelievable the circuit of success podcast is because the quality of the guests is incredible. And you can ask this question to me, but I'm going to turn it back to these guests. When I look up on this wall and I see all their names, how many of these guests, right? Whether, whether it's, it's, Donovan Darius, right, from the NFL, whether it's the John Rulins, the John O'Leary. How many of those people have woken up with zero purpose? They yeah. all have a huge purpose, which typically has nothing to do with them. It's wanting to make a difference in others' lives. And that purpose causes you to take action. I'll pay you later for saying that. <laughs> 
And so, but you're right. I mean, I hear a lot of times too, people are like, man, Brett, I can't, I can't tell you how crazy it is to think that all these people are basically saying the same thing, right? And that's kind of one of the points of the show is continually build on the belief systems that it takes to be successful, right? It's the attitude, it's your beliefs, it's your activities that ultimately drive results. And so that's what we're talking about. So let's, let's move on to Jason Selk. I know he's a buddy of yours and uh, he talks about respecting channel capacity. And so when he says that, that channel capacity, that hit me because he's like, focus on the two or three things that you're really, really good at and do only those. So how do you build your life to do only those two or three things? Well, I I mentioned it when it was my opportunity to be a guest and we talked about a free resource everybody can have. But if you go to freeplaybook.net, there's mental training tools. And the first time I ever met Dr. Selk, I go into his office and we hit it off because we talked about that same fundamental belief. We were talking about how do people have success? And my belief was they have what I call a prize fighter day, which is focused on one thing personal, one thing professional, and one thing of service that you can do for somebody else. So keep it simple. People are trying to do 15, 20, 30, 40 things in a day. The reality is leverage to other people, surround yourself with great people, coaches and mentors, but self nails it. I mean, you talk about a guy who's talented and driven and focused and who has grit and he lives literally what he preaches, he focuses on those two, three things, stays in his lane with that channel capacity. It's why he's one of the most sought after speakers in the world today. So he talks about relentless solutions focus. So you focus on a problem, right? Something happens, I can focus on the problem or I can focus on the one thing that I can do to change the problem. So that's easier said than done. So how do you do that? So let's take you back to when I was a financial advisor. Right. So when, when we first met, right, we're, we're financial advisors. I'm getting out of the gates quick. And of course, you're going to face challenge and adversity. You hear far more no's than you do yeses. So I didn't know it was called Relentless Solution Focus at the time. I didn't call it this at the time, but I like to say my mother, who passed away from a rare disease, taught me the power to reframe. Same concept, focus on solutions rather than problems. So if I would have an underwriter call me if I sold a life insurance policy, and here I thought a deal is done and, you know, the paycheck's right. going to come right. in. We've had the impact. It's a done deal. And then all of a sudden you get the call from the underwriter and the underwriter says, uh, Mr. Newman, this actually didn't go as well. We're going to pull your commissions back, whatever it might be. I'm, as soon as I hang up that phone, I have a choice. I can either sit there and stare at the negativity and I can say, wow, like what else bad is going to happen today? And you know what? I'm going to go run down the hall and I'm going to go see Gilly and I'm going to say, hey, Gilly, you won't believe what just happened to me. And I'm going to make your day worse. And, or... I can choose to be positive. So what I would do is, for anybody listening in sales or who's driving success in a business, as soon as I would get the piece of adversity, I would say, let me go to my open case list, my open opportunities, the things I'm excited about, and all I had to do was pick up the phone and make a dial. I just had to take a positive action step to call somebody that I had the opportunity to help. And the moment that you take that positive action step, it starts to silence and it pulls you away from that negativity. I like it. So Adam Casey, he was a guest. He's a guy that uh, played football at Mizzou, actually, and uh, you know jumps out of airplanes, does this race over in uh, East Asia somewhere. Just crazy. But he talks about holding himself accountable to the people that he loves the most. And, and so I think about you and I both, right? I mean, for me, it's, it's my wife, Julie. It's my four boys. I mean, those are the reasons I get up every single day and work hard, put on the clothes to go to work every day because of that. So I know the same thing for you with Amy and the kids. I mean, so talk about that. Why is that so important? And how do people have to find a deeper passion when they have their family? They know they love their family, but how do they then tie that to getting to work every day? All right, listeners, I made you a promise. I'm going to do it right here. I will answer your question later, but I'm going to make you answer this. Why is it your kids? Why is it, why is it Julie? 
Yeah, I mean, right? I, why not? Why not something else? Why not a lot of money? Right? Why right. aren't you just? Why not a lot of money, Brett? Yeah. Well, I think, and that's a great question. And I think that, and I, I look back at my life of growing up and, you know, my dad was at everything, right? So I just said this to him on Father's Day a couple of days ago. I, I wrote in his card, I said that he was the perfect example for me uh, of being able to work hard, but never miss anything, right? So I was blessed. My mom stayed home and was with me. I'm an only child, but w- was with me and, you know, carting us around taxis and my friends. And, you know, she did that part and w- did a phenomenal job to show nothing but love and care for her child. And then my dad did the same thing on the business side, but yet was always at the baseball games and golf and all that stuff too. So I just woke up, you know, knowing for some reason that when I have children and when I get married and when I do those things, that I have to provide. I mean, that's the most important thing. So from 23 years old, I got married at 23. From 23 on, I think I was 27 when our first child, Max, was born. I just knew, I was already planning from 23 to 27, those four years. I even have a letter I carry in my briefcase that I talk to my wife uh, before we have kids about what life will look like in the future. Because for me, it's just, that's the connection, right? I want to be able to be in in a place because yes, do you have to have money to do that? Yes, you do. But that's not the answer, right? The answer for me was time. It's the energy with my kids. It's the lessons you teach them. It's just about the experiences and the things that we create. That's why it's important to me. So that, that type of a big purpose, if you guys are listening, it stems to the love that you have for your family. But that's a purpose that you've designed for yourself based upon your life experience. And I think there's probably far too many people who are listening to this podcast right now who listen to podcasts, they read books, and they try to create perfect purpose that when they say it they'd say gosh my boss that'd be perfect when my boss hears that or gosh if this person heard it it would be it's exactly what they would want to hear you have to write it for you everybody's wired different because your mom and your dad were so special to you and your dad was there it's caused you to say this is the purpose i want for my life but it's the purpose you want for your life not what somebody else wants And I think that's the key. If you really want to drive action, if you want to believe in that vision more, you want to silence those fears, it's got to be based upon your hard wiring and your heart that's going to cause you to take action. Yeah, that's a good point. So Jared Warren, he uh, talked about your brain is like Teflon. Good and bad stick to it. So it's all about what we tell ourselves, right? If I, and I, My kids sometimes will say, oh, I can't do this. I'm like, you're right. right? So if, if we tell ourselves, right, if you can or can't, you're right. Either way, no matter what we tell ourselves. So how do you tell yourself to think positive and you get that bad phone call or you think you're going to get this big speaking gig and then they say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to bring in John Gordon instead of Ben Newman. How do you overcome that stuff? So one of the things I do is I, I stay in my lane. Most important thing, I remind myself, stay in your lane. I actually, people may think I'm crazy for saying this. There is no such thing as competition, right? There, there's no competition for visionary wealth advisors. There's no competition for you guys. There's competition. If you believe there's competition, there's a thousand financial services firms. For me as a speaker, there's thousands of speakers, which means I'm not going to get all the business. But if John Gordon goes and does a really great job, guess what? They're going to want to go find another great speaker to back it up. And maybe the next year will be my year. So to not stay positive or to think we have competition, we're all out here, financial services, coaching and mentoring is we're out here trying to make the world a better place. Yep. You know, a perfect example, I just had, it was actually this morning, Blue Cross Blue Shield. I just did a huge speaking event for them, their Grand Slam event up in Michigan. They sent me an email after I had put out, I shared my buddy John O'Leary, another one of your guests, 
I shared the unbelievable story. You guys need to go look it up. Major League Baseball Network did it. It's unbelievable. And I heard it so many times, and I'm crying in the living room watching this with my wife and kids. I literally shared that, and I get a phone call from from Rick up at uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Michigan. We got to hire that guy to speak. He's going to be our next speaker. Right? So there's no comp. Why would I not share how amazing my friend John O'Leary is? Because I think he's going to get a speaking engagement that I might get? I don't think that way. And I think if, if we're worried about what we're going to miss out on, you're missing the point. Well, I think that's the abundance versus scarcity mentality, right? And the most successful people are the most abundant thinkers. Yeah, John, awesome. John O'Leary is not competition to me. It's a blessing that John O'Leary is in the world so that people can recognize how important a powerful story can be in shifting the way that you think and you respond. Yeah, if you, if you haven't seen the MLB, I shared it. So Ben shared it. Look it up on Ben Newman's page. Look it up on my page, Brett Gilliland on Facebook. And look up John O'Leary on MLB. Unbelievable. So same thing. We watched it as my kids, and it's just it's crazy. Um, so let's turn to you. You was uh, obviously one of my first guests. You and John O'Leary. Um, you talk about your I am statement. Why is that so important? I want everybody to think. Let me answer this different. I want everybody to think about a really big goal that you have or maybe one you have thought about, but you never put it down on paper. So if everybody just take them, I want you to think about it. Something that it literally, it makes you uncomfortable. And I want you to write it down. And then here's the choice that you have when you think about that goal. So maybe somebody wants to become an author, right? They never in a million years, I mean, I didn't even like reading books in college and now I've written six books, right? So maybe you're sitting here going, I could never write a book, but you've got an amazing story. So maybe you write down, I'm going to be an author. I'm going to publish a book. Well, you can look down at that goal and you can have a choice. You can either look at it, back to what John Gordon said, faith or fear. You can be fearful. That's not for me. I've never written a book. I've never really liked writing. I didn't take classes on it. Or you can have faith and you can say, I am an author. And you can start to believe that you are an author before it happens. When you give yourself that type of an affirmation, I am an author, what happens? We already talked about it. You get emotion, you get energy, and then becomes the choice. I'm going to take action or not take action. So an I am statement is the answer to a who are you question. I can say, who are you, Gilly? And you can tell me all the things you've already accomplished. Or I can say, who are you? And you can say, I am, and share with me. Right? When you have the accountability, close friends, coaches, share the account of where you're going. There's so much power in that. Yeah, we even writing it down. I just did that. I mean, just writing it down is exciting. Writing it down. So let's turn to uh, John O'Leary. Um, he says, the more you do something over and over and over and over, the easier it gets. And so I think about that is, is it's true. When you see newer, younger folks in business and you, you see the grind they have to go through, right? And I look back and I'm thinking, man, would I do it all over again, that grind? And of course you would because you know the end result. But when you, when you think about that, the more you do something over and over and over, the easier it gets. Is that true in your life? So once again, I'm not answering this question. I have the most amazing question for Gilly right now, and I'll make him answer it. I'm going to make him give his details because he's too humble and he doesn't talk about this stuff enough. He and his wife, Julie, after two family members experienced fights with breast cancer, decided to start a charity called Swing for Hope. How many years ago was that? 11 years. 11 years ago. And, and Gilly, if you guys know, if you're ever on a golf course with him and he tries to tell you he's not a good golfer, he's one of the best golfers you ever meet, so don't <laughs> let him take your money. I've, I've made that mistake before. So they decided naturally, being a great golfer, college golfer, that 
we're going to throw a golf tournament, right? So when was the first golf tournament? How many years ago? Yeah, 2007, 11 years ago. 2007. We just, had, we just had our 11th one on Monday. How hard, that's why I'm asking the question, how hard was it to put together that first golf tournament? Well, this is unscripted too, so this was this not- This is totally right? unscripted. So um, it was very hard. It was, uh, it, I remember where I was at when I drove and, and Julie and I were talking and we're going to do it. I remember calling the golf course and they said, well, to shut it down for the day, it's going to take about $10,000 for you to do that. I, I didn't have $10,000, right, <laughs> to just blow on a golf tournament. And, and so we did it. And, and we. I know where both of us were 11 years ago. We right. didn't have that no. time grant. And so we did it. We built, we, we booked it. We booked the day. Uh, we had the golf tournament and, uh, you know, so we had that and, and great people came together, supported it. We raised obviously the 10,000 plus we raised 10,000 more. So we rate netted $10,000 on the day, which was a big deal. And six weeks later to that day, my dad was then diagnosed with cancer. And, and it was just one of those purposes for my wife, for me, it was just something to just keep that grind and keep it going. So I, I have played in that golf tournament so many times. It's an incredible event. If you're here in Illinois and it's convenient for you, if you ever want to be a part of something special where so many of these guests show up and you get to play with them and spend time, and it's just an incredible experience. But now fast forward 11 years. Is it easier or harder to put together that golf tournament? Yeah, it was easier. I mean, we just did it on Monday. Now, it's still a lot of hard work, right? And that's probably where you're going with this. It's still very hard work. But it's, it's down to a science now to where we know that, okay, at 8 a.m. we're doing this. We know at you know 1 p.m. this is happening. We know the auction is going to start here. And so, yeah, so your point, and that's a great question. It's a lot easier. So 11 years ago when you had the idea, you were exactly where you were supposed to be. Yep. 11 years forward, you are exactly where you're supposed to be as a result of grit, perseverance, determination, you know, you guys know I like to say attack the process. You've created a process that you attack. It doesn't mean that you literally take a, 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 a foghorn or send out one email and all of a sudden the golf tournament fills up. Right. You still have to call the sponsors. You still have to call the golf course. You, it's not automatic. Oh, Title has sent us balls. They'll send them again. Or right. this company, you got to make the phone call every year. So to John O'Leary's point, it's the same monotonous behaviors over and over and over again. It does get easier. It doesn't mean you're always going to hear yes, but you guys have to believe in that vision. And now, how much money have you guys raised for cancer? Uh, after this year, it'll be close to $500,000. Half a million dollars. Yep. That 11 years ago was you guys riding in a car, being, you had a choice to be scared. $10,000, okay, babe, let's right. talk about it next year. Right. Instead, you believed in it. Right back to faith and fears. And that, guys, that's not a lesson for me. That's from John Gordon. You guys had faith it was the right thing. And now you, you have taken $500,000 and put it towards fighting cancer. And the best part is, is you're just getting started. That's five hundred in the first 11 years. I can't wait to be on a recording with you. And we're going to talk about that it's $2.5 or $3 million yeah. in 10 years, right? Because that's the part that O'Leary's saying. You still have to have the grit determination, but it keeps getting better. It's a multiplier effect. It's a multiplier yeah. effect. So then we uh, had Jim Edmonds. So uh, Jim talked about, you know, one time on the golf course, he and I were talking about getting to the majors. And he said, you know, Brett, it's, it's one thing to get to the majors, it's, but it's harder to stay at the majors. And so I think I just want to make that point is, that, you know, you think about all oh, these guys, they make it to the major leagues. Now they got it made. It's actually the complete opposite of that. And so he I was fascinated by this. He talked about what he does for the first two weeks before spring training. He hits balls to the opposite field. So Jimmy, left-handed batter. 
He's constantly hitting things. He's not swinging for the fence. He's not trying to hit home runs. He's hitting balls to the opposite field because he said he knows when he focuses on the little things, again, over and over and over, they add up to the big things. So when you hear that, what, what comes to mind for you? So I'll, I'll go back to another professional athlete, which uh, I, I told you we need to get him on the show, and I'm going to continue to work on it, but Will Compton, starting middle linebacker for the Washington Redskins. I wrote an article about it in Forbes, about harnessing the power of your vision. And one of the things when he and I first met, we talked about the little things that he did to become a captain at the University of Nebraska, which was improbable. And then we talked about what are the things that you can repeat going as an undrafted free agent to the Washington Redskins four years ago, being seventh out of seven linebackers on the depth chart. And all of the little things, all of the little things, coupled with an underdog mindset, right? Which Jim Edmonds, a scrapper, right? I mean, that guy played like his job was, I mean, there's a rookie just waiting in that dugout to take his job. I love Jim Edmonds. I mean, that guy was a scrapper, right? Same thing like Will, just down and dirty scrappers. Will identified no more than anybody else in a film room. Be on top of my game with nutrition. Outwork people on the field. Be the smartest guy on the field. So you find the little details that make you great and repeat them over and over again. Four years later, Will is the starting middle linebacker and captain of the Washington Redskins. Jim Edmonds, the scrapper, getting dirty, diving for balls. He never lost that fire and energy. Even when his body, towards the end of years, when maybe his body wasn't giving him what he wanted, he was still out there giving it everything that he had. That's why he had a great, unbelievably long career. So Jay Papazan, he uh, author of The One Thing, great book. And uh, Jay book. talks about getting attached to the journey and not the destination. And so I think that's a hard one, right? Because, you know, so many times, especially guys like us, Ben, we are thinking about the destination, right? You're thinking of the vision, and hence the name visionary, wealth advisor, right? We're thinking of the vision of where we're going. And so sometimes it's hard to dial yourself back into thinking about the journey and especially getting in there and enjoying that journey. So what advice would you have for our listeners when we think about enjoying that journey, being okay with the ups and downs of everyday life? So multiple times a year, I head to this same place, and I pull my car in, and I park my car at the exact same spot in this little roundabout circle, and I walk down this long path that's, that's raised because of how old it is from the roots growing underneath, and I get to the same spot every single year, every single time, multiple times, I make a right-hand turn, and I stand in front of a big, red, oversized stone heart. That's my mother's tombstone. And I look at the tip of that heart. And then right below the tip of that heart are the years that my mother was on this earth. And in between those years, September 18th, 1948 to November 2nd, 1986, there's a dash. And underneath that dash and those dates is this quote, life is not measured in distance traveled, but rather by the path taken. Same thing that Jay said, unbelievable book, the one thing, him and Gary Keller, just un unbelievable. But it's the same thing. And it's recognizing, yes, we have to have vision, but man, enjoy where you're at right now. Enjoy your opportunity to grow every single day. And it, it, when I see that, it's that reminder. When I see the dash, right, reminds me, live one day at a time, right? Because what happens in between those years, that's what counts, right? Because right? my mom taught me it's not how long you live, it's how you choose to live your life, right? Take the day that you have and go win today. Yep. Have a big vision of where you want to go. I don't know exactly what 
the day is going to be five years from now. I know some of the things I want to accomplish in five years, but the only thing I can control is what I do today to make those things happen. So I would encourage everybody, have a big vision, but recognize, yeah, you want to have this great destination that you can see, but enjoy the journey and win it one day at a time. So John Rulin talks about being radically generous. So what's that look like to you? When you hear radically generous, you know, he's talking about in his deal, the gifting, the giftology book and, and taking care of people, setting the budget, take care of the most important people in your life. How's that played out for you? So I, I, I believe in gifting, you know, John Rulin in, in terms of that industry. It's incredible what he's done. He's an amazing story, huge thinker. But I, I look at the little things that can be done every single day, you know, you ever go into a cafeteria and you buy somebody a meal behind you and then you take the leftover $10 that you have and you tell the person who's working the cash register, keep that as a tip for you. And the look that those people have in their eyes is unbelievable. And I think it's those little things. I call them acts of service. Every day as part of my prize fighter day, I want to have a random act of kindness, right? Most people have no idea the things that I do. And I don't need to get on here and tell you guys the things that I do. But think of the little things that you can do every day. And it doesn't have to be monetary. And I think the more that we give of ourselves, the better this world is going to be. And I'm telling you right now, this world needs people to love on people. Because this world is a, is a torn up, sad place. But if we can be positive and love on each other and do special things for people, it just makes the world that much better. Big deal, man. Uh, Dr. Timothy Everline runs the Siteman Cancer Center. Unbelievable, unbelievable guy. And he talks about one of his habits and rituals. I'm a big fan of habits and rituals, but he talks about every morning he wakes up and it's usually still dark outside and he sits in a room in his house and he's in silence. Why is that so important? First off, I, I get up very early as well. And I think if you can grab some early time for yourself, and let me just do a quick math problem. Everybody listening, if you woke up 30 minutes earlier, 30 times five days in a week is an extra two and a half hours times four weeks in a month is an extra 10 hours is an extra day a month. So I did the math one time and I said, well, if I wake up an extra 30 minutes earlier, right, I'm going to have some quiet time. People in my house are sleeping. It's my personal time, quiet time, get organized time, meditate time, whatever you want it for. But it's quiet time when nobody's bothering you. It's yours. That was an extra day a month. My first job out of college, I was a paper broker. I had 10 vacation days. So me waking up 30 minutes earlier gave me an extra 12 days a year. It was more vacation than I had my first job. And I use that time. It's now more than that. But I use that time to do exactly what the doctor says, and that's to just have that quiet time to yourself. Yeah, he get, talks prepared, about, get prepared and mentally focused. Right. Yeah, he talks about some of the best ideas and the best strategies he's ever come up with for the hospital have been in that time. Hands down, same yeah. for me. It's where I get my reading done. It's where I yeah. get my vision planning done. It's where I you know, get organized. It, it, it's where I fuel myself. It's when I work out, always early in the morning. Uh, Frank Viverito, president of the St. Louis Sports Commission. I have a pleasure being on that board, and it's just such a phenomenal board to be on. And um, but he talks about, you know, the, the four things about leadership for him is, is one, listen, right? You get two ears, one mouth. My uh, Mr. Harshbarger, my eighth grade teacher, told me use them proportionately, right? So listen twice as much as we talk. Lead by example. Be all in and have passion, right? So I think of a guy like you, man. I you know. And everybody can feel this, right? You can feel the passion coming from Ben's, uh, just the way he talks and how passionate he is. So when you hear those things, listen, lead by example, be all in, have passion. What are your thoughts? It'll be a question, right? I'm going to ask you another question. You live your life that way, don't you? I do. 
And it's attracted the ability for you to throw these golf tournaments and to have an unbelievable financial firm with a tremendous reputation and great friends and these kids who adore you when you come home, right? The times where I've caught you at the baseball game and you didn't know I was behind you and I see the way that you interact right. with your family, right? You living that way has caused those things to happen in your life. So, you know, the great thing about listening to a podcast is you're probably listening, driving down the street in your car. You're listening, getting your workout in. This is between you and you right now. I'm not calling anybody out. I don't even know who most of you are that are listening, right? right? So I'm not calling anybody out. I'm doing this out of love. If you're not doing those four things, ask yourself the question, what happens if you take those four simple action steps every single day? What will happen in your life will stagger your imagination. And they're simple things that are every single one of them. Read them again. Right. Uh, Listen, lead by example, be all in, and have passion. Every single one of those is 100% a choice. You can either do it or not do it. When I shared the stage with Jerry Rice last August, Jerry looked at me before he took the stage. He said, man, he goes, you know what I've never understood? How could somebody not give 100% when it's 100% their choice? Hmm. So simple, yet so profound. When we talk about that on the circuit of success, that attitude part, right? Every single morning you wake up, you got a choice to make. Good or bad attitude, you choose it every single day. Brad Thompson. Man, Brad Thompson was awesome. He was funny and a great dude. And uh, Brad talked about um, just putting in the work, right? So he shows up. He, he said, I was never the best baseball player on the team. I, I was never the shortstop. I was, you know, he's like, I was the third baseman that got DH for, right? So I think that's funny. But he, he talks about now being in radio and TV, just putting in the work every single day, be a student of the game, take notes learn, listen, and read. But he said, and I I found this to be fascinating, was rule your routine, don't let your routine rule you. So when you think about that, what comes to mind? I mean, if you think of don't rule your routine, let your or don't allow your routine. Yeah, rule your routine. Don't don't allow your routine routine to rule you. Right, it goes back to what I just said. It's all a choice, right? If you create, so everybody, let's let's take a different approach, right? So here's here's the coach in me coming out because people want to call me a motivational speaker. I'm a coach, right? So... If, if we're on this podcast, I want sustainability and growth from our time together. I hope in all of these interviews, you can pull something that causes sustainability and growth. So take a period of time, whether it was you training for a marathon, whether it was you, you know, writing a book, whatever it might be, take a period of time where you drove success. What did your habits look like? And I'd be willing to bet, if, let's say if it was somebody who's in sales, I would be willing to bet that you could tell me exactly what your daily behaviors and action steps looked like, and you were controlling every single day by putting in the work. And that's what Brad Thompson's talking about, right? If Brad Thompson was having trouble with control on a curveball, you think he's just going to wake up and say, boy, I hope that curveball's better because when they call my number today, I better be ready. No, he's going to go to the pitching coach. He's going to go to Dave Dunk, and he's going to say, hey, Dunk, here's what I need you to do. I need you to help me. I need you to watch my mechanics, right? You have to take control of your life. You have to take control of your action steps. And I think that's what Brad Thompson's talking about. So Shannon Rush talks about, he's the uh, the Navy SEAL. Guy was a, he's bad to the bone, that dude. I, I wouldn't mess with Shannon Rush. but I wouldn't uh, mess with anybody who's a Navy SEAL. Yeah, exactly. That's good. Write that down. His overall perspective of mind over matter, you know, he talked about, you know, be a part of something bigger than yourself. You create the world you want to be by what you think, right? And so, again, it's the same thing, but it's all about what you think. And so he talked about, they call it surf torture. And so what that is is you go out, 
you're you're locked arm by arm by arm by all the guys in your buds uh, training, and then you go about ankle deep, and then you go to about waist deep, and you just let the surf continue to hit you. That water coming in, about 50 degrees, and he said, the mindset I had was we had to sit out there for, you know, whatever, 45 minutes. He said, the first three minutes were the most painful, but he goes, my mindset was the first three, I knew I'd be numb in three minutes. The other 47 didn't matter, right? So you think about that mindset. So when you hear that, your mindset to, to, to be disciplined every day to get up at what, 314 or something yep. like that, you get up every day. I mean, how do you continue to do that stuff day in, day out? Well, first off, for, for, you know, to be politically correct here, it's no longer called surf torture. It's called surf conditioning in the SEAL community. Yeah, there you go. Right. <laughs> but we know, we know that yeah. when you hear that, that is crazy what they go through. Yeah. But they've conditioned and they've trained their mind. So the answer to the question is that's all I've done. So what once was waking up 30 minutes earlier turned into after I'd built the habit for 30 to add another 30 to make it an hour. And when I built the habit to do that, I added another 30. And when I built the habit to do that, I wanted to do, you know, it was another 30 until it just built up and built up and built up. So the question becomes, do you want to have long-term success with the changes that you make or short-term success? Because I could easily, long-term, I could easily say right now, okay, everybody wake up at 314 tomorrow. Man, it's going to be awesome. You're going to have an extra three hours. And the first two days, people are going to be like, oh my gosh, I got so much done. And by the third day, you're going to go, I'm not doing this anymore. This is crazy. But if I said, build the habit to be up an hour and a half earlier than you are right now, but do it over nine months, do it over a year, you would do it. You'd easily be getting enough sleep. Maybe you go to bed a little bit early. You would build into that habit. That is then sustainable. That's a good point. I think it is because so many times you hear an idea or you read something, right? And you just want to do it all tomorrow. I know I'm guilty of that. So well, it's like the diets that you hear somebody wants to lose weight and they say, okay, here's the diet. You're going to eat a shake for breakfast. You're going to eat a sandwich for lunch. And then you're going to eat chicken breast and broccoli for dinner. And it's like, okay, so how long am I supposed to do that? Forever. Oh, that's not sustainable. Who can eat like that? Right? So you might do that for six months and lose a lot of weight, but that's not sustainable. So learn to make the changes that are sustainable long-term. If it takes you two years to lose 30 pounds, isn't that better than going on a fad diet that lasts three months and then you put the weight back on? Amen. Change your life over a long period of time. John Foppy. So John was a great guest. Uh, my boys, uh, Drew and Hudson, were uh, fortunate enough to sit in here and listen to this guy. And so here's a guy that was born with no arms. And so you talk about him. He talks about the, the difficult day. You have to ask, was I the person I wanted to be today? You got to control the controllables. And then the mission is, uh, his mission was to not occupy the space of being disabled, using air quotes there. So again, just want to talk a little bit about each of these guests. Those are my takeaways from John Foppy. Uh, Todd Stottlemyre was phenomenal. He had, a, he, had a, he had a dream of playing baseball since he was five years old, right? And so he walked in, he said his dad, played for the New York Yankees. He walked in the locker room and there's, you know, like Mickey Mantle and Yogi Berra. I mean, all these guys, and that's who he's seeing at two years old, three years old, five years old, he got that vision. So how important is vision, long-term vision in your mind? Because there's no such thing as overnight success. I mean, even you think of Amazon, right? They're still been cranking at this thing for over 20 years. There's no overnight success. And Amazon started in a garage selling books. Right. And now I bet when anybody wants to buy anything, where's the first place that you go? I mean, heck, go they, to just, Amazon. they right. just bought Whole Foods. Now you can buy your groceries from Amazon, right? So, I mean, it's just incredible what they've done. But I think for everybody, you know, if you wrote down, right, and if I encouraged you earlier, write down a big goal, something that you wanted for yourself, guess what? Maybe that can become a piece of your vision. And when you think of that vision and you believe in yourself and you put action behind it, it's the only possible way that that vision is ever going to come true. And that's what I've done in my life. 
is to have mentors and coaches and people to support me when I've been knocked down. Because my opportunity to be with you guys is not because I've been able to speak to great athletes or coach, coaching work with athletes and business professionals. It's because I've been knocked down. I've been shaken to the core. I've had it handed to me in business and in life, but I've had people who have loved it on me and cared on me and picked me up off that mat of life to keep me going. And those are the people that I share that vision with. Yep. Who they, say, they look at you and they say, I believe in you. And so John Gordon, we talked about him, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on his deal. But, you know, the quote that I, uh, and I talked about this in that podcast, was your positive energy and vision must be greater than anyone and everyone else's negativity. So I just love that. And we say that to our kids all the time. you got to think positively, and no matter what, you're going to have the haters that come at you, right? And out of those difficult things we all deal with, but we got to think more positive than the people that are telling us Well, no. there's, a, there's a psychology principle called expectancy theory. That which you focus on expands. Everybody knows this. It sounds trite, but it's true. You focus on negative, you get more negative. You focus on positive, you get more, you get more positive. Go check out John Gordon. You won't find a more positive voice in the world today. So Dr. Colby Jubinville talked about progress versus perfection. And that one was a good one for me because I think, and I'll take that one, Ben, is, is the talk about the, the process um, is always sometimes can be messy, right? But I, I'm guilty of wanting to have that perfect day. And, and I, what I took away from him and some other guests were, you don't have, you're not going to have the perfect day every day. And so just being okay with that and learning to be okay with it over time is, is what's helped. So uh, Aaron Broyles talked about weekly planning on Sundays. Um, I thought that was great. You know, we all know that. Again, these are things you've all heard, but this is that weekly planning on Sundays to where you sit down, you look at your week ahead, you go through and you dial up exactly what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. And so if you do that every single Sunday, there's obviously a much greater likelihood that you're going to be more successful than not. So um, and then Cameron Tringali, he was a PGA golfer, um, you know, so he, he just talked about how important rest was. And, and you probably know that. I know right now you're on your quote unquote rest time because you've been traveling all over and now you spend a couple weeks at home. I think you would agree with Cameron and the fact that, you know, here's a guy that plays the PGA, travels all over. He needs rest. Oh, athletes need rest. Business professionals need rest. Your mind needs rest. I think it's very important. You know, for a lot of people, if you struggle with that, a lot of the individuals that I coach, highly successful people, they just schedule the time. Even if it's, you know, every couple of months, I'm going to take a long weekend to be with the family. Take that time to get away to recharge the batteries. Yeah, and so Kyle McClellan, pitcher for the Cardinals, and uh, Dr. Sam Alibrando, they both talked about really mindfulness and preparation. And so I thought it was key what Kyle said was, it, you know, most people like us, we watch TV and a guy gives up a home run and we're all kind of mad, right? But he said, it's not that pitch of why you gave up the home run. It's what happened two or three or four pitches mm. before of why you gave up the home run. And I was blown away by that because it's just like that in business, right? It's maybe not the fact that you didn't succeed today, but it's probably what you did yesterday and the day before and the day before and so on, right? For no success. That's that grit. That's that monotonous behavior. So last one. Uh, so we talked about Sam Brando and Kyle McClellan there and then Doug Ullman. And Doug was great. Former Livestrong CEO uh, guy. You know, he was a CEO and they invented these little yellow wristbands you can see on my wrist. And so you just think about, and, and I wanted to end with Doug because his life has been, you know, he's diagnosed with cancer at, in college at Brown University as a soccer player. And the things he's got on, gone on to do to build a global brand. But he talks about anything is possible. And I know that I wanted to end with that because that's exactly the way you believe anything is possible. What are you going to close out for our listeners? I posted something on Instagram, and I would love for everybody to, to stay connected. And one thing you mentioned at the beginning, and I apologize for not mentioning it then, I had no idea that, that our episode was the most listened to. So I appreciate everybody that's listening and 
you know, wanting to have that opportunity to grow. Cause that's what I fight for every single day is an opportunity to grow, to get just a little bit better, surround yourself with mentors and coaches, always keep growing. I think of a quote I put out on Instagram. You guys can follow me there at continued fight. You'll see this. It was by Usain Bolt. Anything is possible. I don't think limits. Everybody out there, don't limit yourself. You know, don't, don't have fear around the things that are possible. Take the, take the little test that we did for you. Write something down on paper. Put action behind it. Surround yourself with the right people. Don't compare yourself to others. Stay in your lane. Live to be your best one day at a time, and let's just keep growing. I like it. Well, Ben Newman, thanks, my friend, for being a guest. And for those listeners out there, you know, Ben Newman's at continued success, or continued success, at continued uh well, you say it, guys. At continued fight. At continued fight. I just follow you. I don't think you pay attention, <laughs> but at continued fight. But follow Ben. And if you can, I mean, we're just, you know, every week trying to show up and give you our best every single week. We would love the feedback, whether it's emails, uh, you know, through iTunes, whatever it may be. We're just trying to bring you the best guests. If you know somebody that you think should be on the show, a couple of people have done that. Shot me an email. We get them on the show. We make it happen. And so, but just, you know, share it. Do as much as you can. Subscribe on iTunes. We'd love for you to continue to follow. And we look forward to continuing to bring you the best guests possible to help you become the best version of yourself. Thanks for listening. Ben, my brother, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Tune in next week for another episode of The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.